Hey there, my name is Mei Ling. I'm a certified life coach and welcome to my podcast, Finding Freedom in the Hologram. Well, today I'm really excited because I am actually explaining and expounding upon why my podcast is called Finding Freedom in the Hologram. Now, let's first start with a dictionary definition. So according to the Cambridge Dictionary, a hologram is a special type of photograph or image made with a laser in which the object shown looks solid as if they are real. And that is the key here, that last bit, as if they are real. Now, let me give you a little bit of a breakdown of how we as humans, we see, how we are able to see. So when light enters our eyes, it goes through our pupil. And our pupil is basically like a camera aperture. And then the light is made to focus through the cornea, through the lens, and it bends the light so that it focuses on our retina, which is like a projector screen at the back of our eye. Now, there are 10 layers in the retina. And I must admit, this is my clinician part coming out right now. <laughs> so there are light photoreceptors, which you may have heard of, like rods and cones in your retina, in one of these layers. Now, the cones are sensitive to red, green, and blue light wavelengths, and that's how you get to see color. And the rods are responsible for your peripheral vision, as well as your night vision. And then there are other cells called the magnocellular cells, which are for noting movement, speed, and direction. And there are the cells called parvocellular cells, which are responsible for looking at things so that they appear sharp, looking at the shape of things, at the size, at the color. So all of this, like the retina is quite a complicated structure, and just imagine, as soon as there's enough light, it captures light, it focuses back on the retina, and then your brain can interpret what you're seeing. But that's the key word, interpretation. Have you ever heard of that phrase, looking at the world through rose-colored lenses? It basically means that you have a very rosy, optimistic outlook on life. Now, in terms of rods and cones, there are people who are colorblind. So their cones are not quite, or their rods are not quite working, or they're missing something, you know? So when they look at the world, for example, if somebody is wearing a purple shirt or sweater, they might look at it as being gray in color. So to them, in their world, what they are seeing in their reality, in the mind's eye, it is a gray shirt. But to everybody else, it's a purple shirt. So basically in a hologram, we are focusing on what is your thoughts and your perspective. What colored lenses are you looking at life with? Now, because our thoughts and perspective shape the way we see our world. Now, I talk a lot about the brain and those who have followed me for a while now know that I always say this. Your brain has two main functions. One, it always thinks, hey, can this thing help me survive? Can I survive this experience? Or it thinks, does this help me conserve calories or save energy? These are the top two priorities of your brain. Now, we also tend to have a thing called negativity bias because this helps us to survive. 
it basically means that we are on the lookout for danger, on things that can harm us. Again, this ties in with our brain's survival priority. And if something bad does happen, we want to create a strong memory to remember it so that we learn our lesson and we know to fear like the lion swiping at us, you know, to fear a predator chasing us. We know that as soon as we see that and spy that from afar, we know that we need to escape and run. So this is why we have such a strong negativity bias is because it helps us survive. Basically, with the hologram and our thoughts and what we perceive as our reality, if we think about it, when we walk around with our thoughts running in our head, you know, we think about our day, we think about our interactions with people, we think about the job, we think about our tasks, our to-do lists, all of that are just stories, conversations. We are walking conversations, we think about the stories and these are stories that we tell ourselves based on what we think is our reality. So to us, the stories seem so real, but they are actually not reality. Just like that, you know, colorblind person, he thinks that the gray shirt, that to him is a gray shirt, but that is not reality. Reality is, it's a purple shirt. <laughs> also, we have a thing in our brain where we are trying to avoid pain and hurt, right? And it makes sense because if we don't feel pain, if our hand goes too near a flame or a fire or the fire, we get hurt. There's something really interesting that I heard recently from a professor, Donald Hoffman, and he has very interesting theories and he explains the interesting concepts of conscious reality. So he says that we see the parts that we need to see. For example, like, you know, dogs, they hear a certain spectrum of in terms of frequency of hertz. And just like I said about the light, when it enters our eyes, we see a specific spectrum of light, visible light. And he mentions that because of evolution, we have involved a sensory interface. Like this interface, it's, and he says the purpose is to hide reality. This is our user interface with the world. Because if we get all the information, can you imagine if we just didn't see only the visible spectrum of light and we saw everything and we just didn't hear only that range of frequencies that we can hear? If we can also hear dog whistles, if we can have such a wide range of hearing, how are we supposed to filter things out? It'll be too much for us. We will be overwhelmed. We will get distracted. We wouldn't be able to differentiate information. We wouldn't know what to do with all of that information that our brain has to process. So our brain and evolution purposely filter things out. And the way he explains it is like a computer. When you look at your computer screen, you're not looking at the circuits in the computer. For you, you look at your screen and your monitor and there's icons and there's your mouse and there's the arrow for your mouse and you know how to drag your icons around and put files in. You don't need to know what the circuits are doing underneath. You just look at the interface and that's the interface that you are interacting with. And for the same with what we perceive as our reality with the world, how humans react and interact 
with the world. And I love that explanation. So our conscious experience in this material world is so dependent on how our brain perceives how we interact with the world. The other bit of my podcast title is called Freedom. So let's expound upon this as well. What is freedom? What is freedom to you? And there's many different kinds of freedom. There's freedom to move, mobility. There's freedom in terms of time. Do you have temporal freedom? There's a lot of people who want economic financial freedom. Freedom where they no longer have to think about having a roof over their heads, having food, having warmth. So, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, they've got those basic survival needs covered. And also, freedom to have knowledge and to study and education. Is that available for you? Is that available for women, for example? In this case, I remember my dad. He told me when I was a teenager that he believes in education and investing in schools and top quality universities for education. So my dad never bought a fancy car. We just had a normal Toyota sedan. And we lived very modestly. But he earned quite a bit of money when I was in high school and he put all of that so that I, my sister and I, could come to Australia to study our tertiary education. And he said to me, I want you as women to have good education because in the future, if you ever have a bad marriage, I want you to feel confident that you can leave your husband and that you can survive and make a decent living without having to depend on him. I don't want you to be feel trapped ever. So I think education is very important for women. So I'm very lucky to have a dad like that. Now, there's also another interesting thing that I've heard Sebastian Junger mention. And he said that he had the privilege of talking to a convict who was spending a very long time in jail because he did a very bad thing. The details, I do not know. But that prisoner actually said to Sebastian, you definitely have more freedom in prison than in the outside world. Just think about that for a minute. Because, he says, you can't be addicted in prison. So there's no porn, there's no alcohol, there's no food, you know, like junk food, and no social media. There are no smartphones. There's no distractions. And all you have is time and quiet. And he says, sooner or later, with all that time, you can have an honest conversation with yourself about who you are and what you're doing in this world. And really, if we look around us, what we have around us now are the results that we have created for ourselves. So the things that we did yesterday all lead up to the things that we have today. That's the idea. Then Sebastian Junger carries on to say, freedom for me is more about freedom of choice. Being able to freely make choices that are good for you, that serve you. And he says, you know, think about humanity. Because previously we used to be nomads. And then came farming and the cultivation of grains. So we could finally stay rooted in one place. And because of that, 
we started to have social hierarchies. We started to have social classes because when you can cultivate grains, you can accumulate wealth. And then when we start to have social classes, we have things like who are the rulers and who are the servants. And of course, the servants are the ones who spend all day working. Whereas nomads, even though they are poor, they can't accumulate much wealth, but their time is their own. They are autonomous. How can you rule over a group who one day overnight can just pack up their things and leave immediately? You can't. And so their time is their own and their freedom that way. So think about it. Who would you rather prefer to be, you know, accumulating material wealth or having the freedom to stay and leave as you please? These are all very, very interesting thoughts and concepts to think about. So I'll leave you here this week. And that is my podcast. If you have any comments or questions, do send me a message. And it's best to connect with me on Instagram. It's at M-E-I-L-I-N-G dot A-W. So it's at Mailing Owl. And I'll see you next week. Bye.